it was a lot, so um, I do apologize. Oh, D. That's why. That's why I'm doing it from here. Okay, we'll go back to here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have it there. So here, do that real quick. Yeah. And go back to the first one. Oh, the second one. Okay. All right. Doing this for me. Okay. Um, we are starting the Christians, the Bible, and divination. We're continuing our class. This is week three, right? Wow. This, yeah, we're already three weeks in, halfway through, halfway through. No, we're not going to extend this indefinitely, Tierra. <laughs> we are, this is only till the end of February. <laughs> um, so what we will do is can we get someone to pray us in? Yeah, let's get a volunteer. Yeah, I got you. Father, I just thank you for this moment and for this time, Lord. And man, there's been so much that we've just been learning and growing in. So Lord, I just pray that you take us all out the way, Lord. Help us to be open and receptive to what you're saying. I thank you, God, for the, the facilitators, Lord God. I pray that as they navigate, that we'll be able to comprehend and go in depth about what you are saying specifically about these things so that when we are aware and we are equipped and that we can go forward in your peace, Lord God. So I thank you, Lord. I pray you have your way. And we say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If I don't have your email, like uh, Prophet Adam, I know Rochelle and Ashley, I probably don't have emails. If you'll just type it in the chat so that I can get it from the chat, that would be great. And then we can send you the recording. And the slides. And the slides want. if you want them. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. Here we go. Here we go. Make a thumbs up if you can hear this. Yes. Want to make sure everybody can hear it. Let's go back. No, not Prince of Egypt. Right. That's what I was no. saying. No. No. Not Prince of Egypt. Impressive. Hmm. Very well, Moses. I'll play along. <laughs> Hotep, hoy, give this snake charmer our answer. Sashmu, Rasmus, Sorbet, Wadzat, Hekin, Mardet, Nefti, Nakbet, Ra! 
So you think you've got friends in high places. With the power to put us on the run. Well, forgive us these smiles on our faces. You'll know what power is when we are done, son. Your play. All right. <clears throat> Yes, Prince of Egypt. <laughs> I think I see the example. I think it might. Okay. <laughs> I was scared for a minute. Don't be scared. You know, we're not doing, <laughs> we try to keep it light, not dark in here, right? So um, we went over, we had our introduction. You know, we start with a clip to bring it. To, to where we can all see it and apply it. And we did our uh, welcome for everyone and our opening prayer. So we're gonna go into the portion of where we have the review of our question sheet. And then we'll discuss our topic for today, which is sorcery and witchcraft. Um, thus the introduction of the Prince of Egypt. And then if you have any questions and comments, or if we have a question, um, then we can prose it then and then closing prayer and we're out and it is being recorded. So if you have want to go back and re go over it, you can do that then. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Um, let's look at our terminology that uh, the scriptures. I added some new scriptures because we're going to be discussing those scriptures today. Um, previously, we had the Deuteronomy 29 29. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 3, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, Exodus 22, 18, um, Leviticus 19, 26 through 31, and Leviticus 26 were all previous scriptures. Notice the change in the title too to add in the new age and the witchcraft as we go forward in this class. Um, but we the additional scriptures we added was 1 Samuel 15, 23, Isaiah 3, 18 through 23, Malachi 3, 5, Micah 5, 12. And we brought in some New Testament for you guys in uh, James chapter 3 there. You can see that. And that's just to uh, combine it. And that's verses 13 through 16. And so some of those are what the prophets are reminding and being said of what God said, whereas the Deuteronomy, Exodus, and Leviticus is the law itself. Okay, so those are the new scriptures that we're adding in there, right? And we'll touch on those as we go. We just have a glossary kind of going. So we're right. going to hit these scriptures as we go. Right. I think the only one I didn't get the chance to add was the Exodus 8, 7. Mm -hmm. So if you want to put that also in your notes, Exodus 8, 7, um, for it being uh, mentioned there as well. Okay. Everybody got that? Okay. Um, so our terminology that we have been discussing, uh, we have religion, prophecy, divination, soothsaying, sorcery, medium, wickedness, familiar spirits, omens, casting a lot, those, those all have been in there. But the ones that we have covered so far are highlighted, which are divination, soothsaying, and astrologer, because those are all previous terms that we have 
um, talked about. Today, we're going to talk a lot about some of these terms. One of the new words that I did add that was not previously on there was conjurer. Hmm. Okay, so make sure you guys uh, add that to your list, conjurer. So we will be discussing wickedness, sorcery, witchcraft, magic, magician, pagan, pagan i.e. heathen, uh, conjurer, omens, and augury. So a lot is going to be covered today, which is why we're rocking and rolling from 705, um, because we actually need that extra 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, and remember to stop me if you have questions, so. Okay, let me see here. All right, so last week we broke down uh, the difference between new age and divination. Today we are covering uh, the differences in new age versus sorcery or witchcraft and uh, divination. And you can kind of see uh, the difference there. My backdrop is Santeria. Just so I, I, you know. And and those of you that know what that is, it is a, um, a ancient, basically, yes. it's been around for a long time in um, Hispanic cultures. Um, it's kind of tied a little bit to the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. uh, so a couple of weeks ago, we had the question about the Catholic Church and divination. And we said there really wasn't a connection there. But there is a, ca a, a connection between the Catholic Church and witchcraft, even voodoo. Mm -hmm. um, and some of that is you know, Santeria. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so notice that when we said uh, new age is they, they're spiritual people, but they don't want religion, meaning they don't want the boundaries. They don't want the, um, the organization or the rules that God has set, which is why they go looking for new age. They're just really into the spirit side. Right. Spirit. Enlighten me. I the universe. Say, yes. You know, they'll talk about heaven. They'll talk about, you know, um, your soul, the your center, spirit, your core, your core. Yes. But they don't want Jesus or God. They don't want to hear about repentance. Right. They don't want to hear about any of that kind of stuff. Um, and then we have the divination, which is desiring seeking insight from the gods. Notice it's a little G's, not God. And so you're, they're finding way to uh, know the future or unknown information or the mysteries which belong to God. Deuteronomy 29, 29, remember that? Um, and so that is divination. So we have that the new age is the spiritual seeking the enlightenment, um, whereas the divination is seeking insight that does not belong to us. And here we have um, witchcraft and sorcery which is actually seeking, if you want to say seeking, but hungering for power and control. That's what witchcraft is about. It's about power and control, uh, meaning such as even in the little sample we showed you of, of Prince of Egypt, you know, you're playing with the big boys now and mm -hmm. we'll show you what true power looks mm -hmm. like. Witchcraft is searching for power um, and thus, you'll see a lot of them with um, superstition, okay? Well, what do you mean? And this goes with it. Step on a crack, you break your mother's back. Who actually believes they have the power to break their mom's back when they step on the crack? Right. But it's, it's worded in the form to where it's about power and control, right? You break a mirror, you have seven years of bad luck unless you throw salt over your shoulder. 
That's you taking control and right, power. Right. And that's the goal is the, that you can control your own destiny, that you can fix your problems, you can fix other people's problems, or you can um, combat things. And it's a way to do it outside of God. And so as we go forward, and you'll see in some of the clips and some of the scriptures that we look at, that is the goal. And so through these superstitions and occultic practices, mm -hmm. you know, um, they have their own priests and their own mm -hmm. shamans, you know, that are like their leaders and their wise men and their pastors or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that people go to to learn how to do this stuff mm -hmm. and they or they go to to have the stuff done. Right. Um, and so superstition is a part of witchcraft. It actually is. Um, it is uh, part of the sorcery that, that's practiced there. Paganism, a lot of uh, witchcraft and sorcery does come from paganism, i.e. culture that is surrounded. Um, if you look deep into the Spanish, uh, Hispanic culture, African culture, African well. cultures, um, the Indian cultures, mm -hmm. indigenous people particularly have cultures established to where they have um, witchcraft and sorcery. The Philippines, okay, very heavy with it, with the uh, Native Americans, they, they have it as well. So it's something that is a part of their culture. That's why it's termed paganism. Tierra. Okay, this might be a, like a pretty deep or out there question. Um, but you know, part of the issue that people have with Christianity is that like, it's considered colonization, right? Like it was a part of the colonization process and used to kind of convert people to Western traditions and Western way of life. So I guess like when you say that like paganism is basically all indigenous cultures, like you're kind of reaffirming that Right, um, so I don't really know how to phrase my question, but do you get what I'm getting at? Like, let you know, add as that. let me add for you, because maybe this will, this will answer the question before you even ask the question. Okay, we are not saying that it's just Western. Western is also pagan. Yes. Okay, anything, and we'll get to that definition more specifically, outside of Israel is considered pagan. Okay, according to Strong's. And so in that in that terminology, that also includes Western civilizations. Western civilizations also did have witchcraft. Right. Okay, they are not excluded. So it is not to be just inclusive of Eastern um, or Middle East or, you know, anything like that. It includes paganism, anything outside of Israel. There, there, is, there is witchcraft um and sorcery in europe <laughs> there's yes. witchcraft and sorcery in our research right. all over the world yes. all over the world oh, there are forms of this over. and so christianity right mm -hmm. and we'll see it in the bible mm -hmm. a lot of times comes in um and brings deliverance from things like divination mm -hmm. witchcraft sorcery and we'll see that in scripture where when you follow christ you are set free from the spirits that are governing these cultural ideas. Because mm -hmm. by saying cultural, we kind of make it 
you know, we, we kind of bring it down to it's, it's not really that bad, but all of it is demonic. Mm-hmm. All of it is earthly, sensual, demonic wisdom. And when God comes in, um, the power of that is broken. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just, if, if there is a colonizer, it's God. He's colonizing from heaven. <laughs> yes, William. Yeah, um, just looking at this, I find this interesting. My question was, how come historical traditions and occults is under New Age and witchcraft? Because um, if you notice with New Age, in the sense of historical traditions, we were looking at, uh, and to bring up what Tiara was discussing, Eastern, a lot of Eastern historical traditions of what they did, as far as uh, the Buddhism, the Hinduism, um, they do yoga as a histo- as a tradition, right. right? We we have westernized it and put it as exercise. It's not exercise, right? Okay, <laughs> it is uh, about breathing and focusing and enlightenment. Uh, as far as the, what it's under witchcraft and sorcery, it's also there because if you look at in some Celtic traditions, okay, and in the Norse traditions. They do practice certain things um, of, you know, like burying stuff and and practicing on certain sites. Uh, I'm going to pick on Tierra for a second. We watched Winks (laughs) and they had a cultic circle where the power was the strongest, where magic is strongest. A lot of that is historically taught and, and brought in as a tradition. I know Demisha has that Irish background. She probably knows some of uh, some of that information as well about it being um, with the the Celtic and and things like yes. that. Yes, I do. And and so you tie you tie a lot of the occult practices and the historical traditions. <clears throat> when you look at New Age, um, you you have um, uh, even the founder of the Illuminati, the original founder. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about seeing spirits, getting enlightenment, digging in deep. But that was like 15, 1600s. 15th century. Yes. Yeah, 15th century. That wasn't, century. The one that was that wasn't like America. right now. You know, that was way back. Uh, same thing with a, a lot of the occultic pra- practices and historical tradition in witchcraft. Uh, the, the way we see voodoo. Right. That is a historical tradition. That's more historical tradition. We think of it as just this, oh, it's, but it's actually rooted Mm-hmm. in historical tradition it is very historical um right. and it goes back long many 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 decades many many years hundreds mm-hmm. of years sorry so yeah so, thank you for that i'm glad you used the backdrop because that was going to be my next question about how santeria ties in with catholicism so yeah thank you um so you also see that uh, as a matter of fact sorry about that what? uh that point you just brought up uh think the catholics were the first to allow certain types of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And so they actually allowed some of this stuff to come in early on under an approval. Okay, we approve of the this. Virgin Mary you know, images, certain things uh, that they the approved of. type of stuff, they, they uh, do have some of that, yes. Tierra. Oh yeah, I wasn't, it's not a question. I was just gonna add on to it because Willie was asking about the Santeria. Um, is that a lot of that is like, it came in um, as like a mixture because with like the Western colonization, a lot of like like the Portuguese and the Spanish when they colonized areas, forced people to convert to 
Christianity and they had these, but it was Catholic Christianity. And so they had like the saints and stuff. And so a lot of um, like indigenous groups, um, like um, native to Latin America or uh, South America, and even sometimes some of the um, former Africans that were there who had mixed in, right? Like they, in an attempt to keep their culture, right? Would hide their gods in these um, saints. And so they would say, I'm referring to St. Peter, but they'd actually be referring to one of their gods, right? And so it kind of allowed them to fuse and to become one. Whereas now we recognize Santeria as its own thing, even though, because it's fused over time, but originally it was just kind of like a way to hide um, that they kept practicing their own religion. And, and it's in many different, uh, if you look at it, Rock, you know this, it's in my show, Queen of the South. Mm, mm, mm. They, 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 I mean, she, <laughs> yeah, it's all done up in there. Mm, mm, mm. Um, <laughs> it's in, uh, I was looking at a movie back in the voodoo is with uh, Mighty Quinn with Robert Townsend and Denzel Washington. It talks about some voodoo. And so there's a lot of uh, different entertainment that has uh, actually shown snippets and different Infused things it in there. with the witchcraft and the sorcery. Yes. Jewel. I was just going to ask Tiara to type in um, what, I don't know how to say it, Santeria, so I could research it more on my own time. So if she could just type it on in the. You better Thank be you. careful. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, and we all keep saying. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm about to say because we try to tone it down for you. And, and you'll get a Woo. you'll get you'll get a, a glimpse of it as we go through because <laughs> we have a video that'll show some of it. Yes, yep. yes. Okay, because I'm like y'all keep saying it, and I see the picture. I think that's what y'all are talking about, but I don't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, um, spells and potions is also something that happens with witchcraft and sorcery. Um, you have enchantments. Uh, one other thing on there also, but it would fall under divination as well as omens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. omens fall under witchcraft or sorcery as well as under divination. And the spells and potions also fall under um, what is called alchemy. Um, alchemists work with potions and metal and they create different things um, to cast spells. Yes, they do. Yes. Mm hmm. Okay, let me see. Adam, you still with us? <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am. Sorry, I had some, my, my parents are so we, I'm here 100%. <laughs> Making sure we're not, we're not going too fast for you. Uh, never, never for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so this is, this is a video where um, we kind of show the links between Catholicism and the, uh, the, the, the magical arts. Um, and this is like a small glimpse of the Santeria. Uh, some of those pieces are in there. Mexico City, home to 20 million people, most of them Catholics. The church forbids any dealings with witchcraft, saying it's the work of the devil. But for many Mexicans, 
the allure of magic, both good and evil, is irresistible. Okay, we just gave y'all a little snippet there. Just a little snippet. Um, that's actually a National Geographic documentary if you want to go and look at it a little more um, because it has some other stuff in there. It does talk about uh, good and evil witches, right? which there's no difference for us. Right. A witch is a witch. A witch is a witch. A warlock is a witch. He's It's a he, right? Um, but in some um, practice of, of witchcraft and sorcery, they say there is a good and there is an evil. Right. There's and white, there's white and, magic and, and, and we'll, black magic. And we'll tie it together with new age, right? Healing. Right. The good witch comes to heal. And to push away the darkness. And to push away the darkness. The bad witch is the one that uh, is to kill and destroy, okay? Um, and that's kind of how they how they view it and see it in regards to that. Uh, but like we said, when it comes to Christianity, looking at it, there's just witch. It's not good or bad, okay? Um, I think the the article goes on to say that there are some that they, they cast the spells and use the um, enchantments and potions to break up marriages, um, prohibit people uh, from being pregnant from or, being pregnant or to kill people or things like that and so they try to do spells to cover that up um i think about a common show and for some of you guys hansel and gretel the modern day hansel and gretel has images of good witch versus dark witch in it um so this is something that they they actually do believe but like we said a witch is a witch Ain't no good and no evil. Uh, all come from the same thing when you're looking at it according to the Bible's picture. Right, Amber? <laughs> Let's see. Yes, sorry, my phone or whatever thing is off, but yes. <laughs> Lynn, you have a question? Um, yeah. Um, so you know, a couple of years back I found out that. You know, we are, we are from Jewish descent or whatever. And um, like my cousin was saying that her her mom and my grandmother, that they hid their Jewish beliefs um, growing up Catholic. It was like when they were in Spain that they, um, they, they grew up, you know, practicing Judaism or whatever it is. And, um, but they had to hide behind the Catholic faith. And like my grandmother has this black bowl and I always wondered about it because um, I mean, it's old, old, old black bowl that's being passed down from generations, like made out of clay and it's being passed down from generation to generation. And now my brother has it and I, I don't like it. And I told him to give it to me so I could break it. But, but it seems like, um, whatever happened with that bull it's like i don't know how true it is but it's like it affects the women in the family that the men they all do well like um jobs lives and there's more women in our family and it seems like well before christ you know i'm good but um the women all had to go through alcoholism they've all um, we're drawn to witchcraft and all this stuff. So I'm just like, I'm just shocked. 
I'm just how, you know, all this was like the Catholic faith allowed, you know, good and bad magic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're, you're absolutely right. And they, they allowed it to be infused. Um, and because of some of the practices, it made it easier. You know, once you started worshiping the saints, it made it easier to worship other people. Well, and it also you produces know? fear. It, it, it produces fear so that you can control the people. Remember, witchcraft is about power yeah. and control. And uh, the, the Catholic Church was trying to control at the time. And so the way they, they do it is we'll hide it under certain things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's look at um, the ones that are darkened we've already covered, which was the Genesis uh, 30, 27, and then Acts 16, 16 through 18, we covered last week. Um, this week, we're going to cover Acts 8, 9 through 13. So if somebody can get that. And then Acts 8, 17 through 24 is going to be our primary scripture that we're coming from. But you can also look at it because these topics can be found in uh, all in the book of Acts. Uh, Acts 13, 6 through 12 through 12 and Acts 19, 14 through 19. OK, um, as a matter of fact, if somebody could get Acts 19, 14 through 19, just have them quickly read it in mm -hmm. Acts 13, 6 to 8. Um, because I, I have the primary scripture here, but um, the others I don't have up here. Okay. So who can, um, let me see, bring up the Acts uh, 19, and I'll go back so that you guys can kind of see that. 19, 14. 19, yes, 14 through 19. Who has that for me? Let me get somebody to grab that one. Okay, William, you're going to get that one. And who has Acts 13, 6 through uh, 12? Tier, okay, you got that one. All right. All right, so uh, you want Willie to read his? Yeah. Willie, re read yours first, please. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. Wow. <laughs> yes. So you see in this example where uh, it actually, uh, to, to say what you were saying, Lynn, said a, Jew, uh, a Jewish priest, right, was practicing this um, and then the, those that were wanting to follow the power that he was exhibiting, mm -hmm. right, um, saw the show of the, the power of, of, not, of um, them, him being corrected, and they turned their books in right? because it's about following power. Because um, if you read the whole context, mm 
uh, the Apostle Paul in verse 11, he's casting out spirits and doing unusual, God is doing unusual miracles through the Apostle Paul. So these guys saw him doing that. This is, it's just so crazy that somebody would say, oh, he, so he can do it, I can't. You don't have any relationship with God. You don't have no relationship with Christ. And you're going to go and you're going to try to cast out spirits because you want to be important. You want to be big. You want to look powerful. And so they go and they try to do it. And the man with the spirit in them tears these guys up. And when the people of the town see it, they realize, wait a minute, Paul, the, the spirit said, Paul, I know and Jesus, I know, but we don't know you. Mm -hmm. And so they begin to glorify Christ and they even took their magic books that they were using to practice magic. Now, we tried to research and try to get an idea of what these books would have been like. Mm -hmm. um, but these books were uh, books of spells, uh, books of, of um, um, telling you how to do certain things, and they burned them all. They burned them all, they threw them in the fire, and they gave, uh, they, they, they gave glory to God, and they began to serve God. There's some examples of modern day books right there. You kind of can see that um, in regards to that. So this, to have books like that is not new. It's not new. It's not new. It's not at new at all. Okay. Let me see, go back to my slide where I was at. Tiara, um, will you take us to your passage, please? No, no. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I can do. Sorry, I quit Christian witchcraft at me. And it was chapter 13, verses 6 through 12. Is that correct? Okay. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they came upon a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence, who summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elimus, the magician, for that is the meaning of his name, opposed them, seeking to turn, them, or turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, Righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy. Will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. Immediately mist and darkness fell upon him and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. Then the preconsul believed when he saw what had occurred for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. <laughs> well, y'all know from last week, this guy didn't have the Holy Spirit in him, did he? <laughs> you know, you, you know, it, it's it's interesting when you see this because so often as believers, um, we have a sense of fear, we have a sense of anxiety when it comes down to these things. But we have to know that the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is more powerful than any power Amen. that man could come up with, any concoction or any spirit that they can call on. We saw that in Acts chapter 16 with the young girl with the spirit of divination. Once Paul got tired of hearing her, he cast that spirit out of her. Mm -hmm. And there that those spirits cannot withstand. 
you know, the power of God. And, and people who are d- dabbling in witchcraft and sorcery, they're looking for power. And that's why when the people saw the demons uh, were subject to Paul, they glorified the God that he served. And you see this a lot. And it doesn't necessarily mean that a person actually is converting, right? It just means that they recognize the power of God. And I'm saying that for a reason, because when we look at this story of Simon, we're going to see a guy who recognizes the power of God, but I don't know if he really was converted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is uh, Acts 8, 9 through 13, and then Acts... uh, 8, 17 through 24, the story of Simon the sorcerer. And um, this this image is kind of a Dungeons and Dragons image <laughs> because yes, Dungeons and Dragons is about witchcraft and sorcery. And they have a Simon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we <laughs> shut y'all off for some shows. We know, we know, we know, we know. Uh. <laughs> I I guess I'll just go ahead and read this one. Uh So Acts chapter eight, verses nine through 13, it says, but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying, this man is the power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorcery for a long time. But when he believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of of, of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So we see here. First off, the people who knew Simon, they were astonished by him. The things that he was doing, were they were amazing to him. We don't know exactly what he was doing. You know, some, 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 uh, some text says he was an alchemist, that he was doing potions and he was working alchemy. Some say that um, he was using uh, fortune telling. Or, mm-hmm. but, but because it was sorcery, he was using some kind of power that was able to either heal people or able to expose spirits or, or, or see things or raise dead people or all, some kind of power mm-hmm. that really had people astonished. And they thought that he had the power of God mm-hmm. because that's what sorcery is about. Sorcery and witchcraft is about showing a power. power. Yes. Um, any questions on that particular part of the passage before we go to the next pass, the part of it? Okay. <laughs> All right. Acts 18, 17 through 24. Go ahead, you can then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, give me this power also that anyone whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have, you have never, you have neither part nor portion in this manner for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore uh, of this wickedness and pray if God perhaps the thought of your heart 
may be forgiven you. Mm -hmm. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, pray to the Lord for me that none of these things which you have spoken will come upon me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's loud. Mm. <laughs> so Simon, Simon saw the apostles laying hands on people and then receiving the Holy Spirit, and he wanted to buy that power. I, power. Because it's about power. Power. For him, it's about the power. So it said that he believed, but when you read this, did he really believe? I don't know. Tierra, you have a question. <laughs> well, I'm just curious to why they handled it like that. Like Peter kind of chewed him out. Like, I just am curious as to, cause like, I feel like if well, it were me, I wouldn't have really responded so aggressively. <laughs> but think, think about, think about Peter. And think about what he knows about scripture. What is God's thoughts on witchcraft? What is he, he said to kill a witch. So okay. he said it's an abomination. <laughs> and right. so for this guy to think that somehow this is just another way to perform miracles and power, mm -hmm. that it's not about relationship, mm -hmm. that offended Peter. Right. I guess this is Peter and not Paul, because I was going to say, technically, it's no different than, you know, Paul talking to the people worshiping the, the other gods, you know, so. This is, this is Peter and not Paul. <laughs> this is the same guy that when they tried to grab Jesus, what'd he do? He cut somebody's ear off. <laughs> yeah, he got some, he got some fire. Okay. <laughs> but but uh, all right we give him paul a pass but we just read in acts 13 where he made somebody blind right yeah, yeah but that was different because it said that the guy was actively trying to make the other guy the guy that paul was witnessing to the pro pro council or whatever um he was trying to intentionally lead him away right it doesn't say that they were like this is you know it's basically, basically Simon asking a question no, he's not. He saw people doing these things and he wanted that power. He pulled out money and tried right. to buy the power of God. Yeah. That, I just don't no. think it's the same thing. It's, it, it might even be worse. It's, yes. Greed. Greed. To, Greed pull, to pull out money and try to buy the power yes, of God? Yes, Linda. Lynn. <laughs> okay, so I have a question because my kids and grandkids are always asking me this about, um, I don't know if we're on this topic yet, but the medium, um, how mm -hmm. they, they say they're talking to these spirits and the kids are like, are they really talking to the dead people, you know, people that have passed away? And I'm trying to explain to them, no, you know, and um, am I right by telling them to speak into demons? Yes. Yes, they are. And, but we're going to go into that next specifically week. deeper next week. Yes. We're going to look into mediums. Because new, new uh, necromancy is a form of witchcraft. It's a form of it witchcraft. It is a form of witchcraft. It kind of crosses into divination, divination as well. Divination and, and witchcraft. Um, so we're going to discuss that because that actually you have to have a whole segment. You can't squeeze it under. Yeah, we got to we got to we got to talk about yeah. that because if because I'm telling you, when we talk about it, we're going to pull in Saul and you're going to have a ton of questions like, well, how did Samuel come back to life then? 
And that's a whole hour in itself, right? <laughs> so, but yes, until next week. Initially, <laughs> but tell them, but you're telling them right. You're telling them right. <laughs> Mr. Tim, you got a question? That's an accident. I could. Jewel, you had a question. <laughs> did you pull? Did you, she, she did you get hear. answered? Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, my phone is acting weird. So, with him saying that he believed and then turned around to try to buy that power, that's kind of like people saying that they believe in God but haven't fully taken him in. They can speak it and say that they believe, but they're not truly believing in it. And, and, and yes, because the people that truly believed received the Holy Spirit. And Holy, Holy Spirit knows if you right. really believe or not. He's not gonna, he's not gonna just come into you know an unclean vessel. You gotta really repent. And this kind of proves that Simon's motive was wrong. And, and, and I want to highlight verse 13 to kind of prove that because it said, then Simon himself also believed and when he, uh, and was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles signs, which were done. What was his focus? He saw the power. He saw the power because he comes from a place where he was already doing miracles. So this was impressive to him. Mm-hmm. And so when he saw the, 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 the apostles lay hands on people and people receive the Holy Spirit, he's like, I got to have that. Power. I got to have that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm surprised somebody, nobody's asked, asked this question, though, about, you know, the Holy Spirit actually having power. What, when Jesus left, did we receive power when we received the Holy Spirit? And for what? What I'm surprised, Pastor TC, you, you're not you're not even that informing your head. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, listen. Okay, I'm with you. All right, all right. But you you drawing a lot at me. Okay, but listen, listen. Let, let, let me say this real quick. I'm I'm really pumped about next week because you know Samuel's always been my question, and I want to know who he was talking to, but see, that's next week. Uh, this week, you know, me and Ario been talking, you know, I, I think we were scared, we were shook it, but we, we, we good, we vibing, we vibing with y'all, we Listen. vibing, okay? We, we here, but yeah, yes, yes. Okay, right. so we'll have to pull that in at the end, but Willie popped his hand up. Willie, you got something to say about it? Oh, yeah, you asked the question. Yeah, he gave us power to be a witness for him, to testify of him, um, Acts 1-8. Mm-hmm. Which again, and I know for Tierra, this is not, you know, it doesn't hit you as, as much, but they knew what that power was for. And for Simon to come at them and say, tr- and try to buy it, it just, it just, I, it's just a horrible thing. <laughs> and I don't know the, the analogy to kind of put it in terminology. I'll think about it, but for him to, to try to buy that, that it, was- It almost be like, if you know what you went through in your suffering, to get to where God brought you and somebody come along and say, can I buy that to be where you are? Right, this beautiful gift that You're is given to you. You're gonna look at him like, 
and he's going to say, hey, how much for that? Do you know what I went through? Do you know what? what this was I, a promise from the father. Anyway. Yes. Uh, yes. Who we got? TC got his hand up. And then Tim. No, no, I was trying to be quiet, but I'm glad Tierra was brave. I, I always did wonder, like, why Pierre went so dummy on him, though. He, like, he went off on him. Like, that was, like, no chill. And the whole time I've been listening to, like, to you, you know, to First Lady and you, you Pastor. And I'm just still like, man, that's kind of, dang, Pierre, I don't know. Like, there could have been no, no other way, you know. But this is hard for me because I, I am reading through the Bible. We are 180 days through the Bible. And I'm seeing God's statues, right? I'm seeing him established. Even in Deuteronomy, I'm looking at Moses, and Moses ain't playing in Deuteronomy. But I'm still like, dang, I just, I don't know. Just like, you could explain that better? And I get what you're using about the analogy, Pastor, about if I got somewhere, somewhere, and then someone's like, hey, can I buy that? But still, even did you're using that for me, I think I would have responded that way. Well, I, well, I, I got, I got I got one for I got one for you. You just made me think of one because uh -oh. I'm looking at this picture. Uh -oh. You know, the Lord put you and Ariel together. <laughs> a man says, "Man, you got a beautiful wife. How much for her?" Mm, ow! Ow! Yo! Ow. No, <laughs> no. That's disrespectful. Okay, so that's what you're trying to say. That's the equivalent. But see, that that's not what it comes off to me. Him saying that's that, what—that's what Peter's feeling, and that's what you should be feeling about somebody trying to pay for that's, the Holy Spirit. That's, that's some stuff, right there. You should that be like some stuff. That is. That's like oh, what? Like you might see your pastor on TV for that one. I'm just playing, <laughs> but it's like yo, like that is Damn. disrespectful. Damn. <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is good. I was just looking at verse 23. He says, "I see that you're poisoned by bitterness." and bound by iniquity. And so it was like the Holy Spirit was really just allowing Peter to see inside his heart and see his thoughts, intents, and motives, attitude, you know, the spirit that was behind it. It, it really isn't that it's a bad thing to want those things, but it's why did he want those things? And verse 23, he spells it out. <clears throat> Man. Yeah, verse 23 is based off of the question that he asked okay, by look, him asking that. Yeah, look. You know? Okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at Willie and Jewel popping up now. Look, okay. Because <laughs> like I, I, I got to, can y'all write it in the chat? Because I want to make sure I get to this point, this next piece. Jewel's like, what? Wait, can you put it in the chat for me? so that we can answer it toward the end. Because I'm telling y'all, y'all know how we do this, right? We talk about the Bible and then we bring a modern example in. Y'all not ready for this. And this modern example is about to blow your mind. You're not ready for this. And so I need y'all to, to be, write it down right now. Rochelle, y'all okay? Y'all good still? <laughs> y'all following? Okay, let's <laughs> make sure. This, cause I, I wanna make sure I got time to cover this all. We're not going to cover it all. We're going to cover this all. We're going <laughs> to get through this, baby. I'm telling you, we're going to get through this. We got people who know how to use the chat room. Okay. This, all right, this is a pastor from um, South Africa. Okay. And this is part of his testimony. All right. And in him starting a church, 
um, he went to school to start the church and in starting the church, he noticed that he was not getting the number of people to attend the way he wanted to get to attend. And so um, he started asking, what's the difference between this church over here who is full and this, my church that's not. And so he started inviting people, big wigs into his church to get other people to come. Well, he invited people from Nigeria <clears throat> who had other practices than what he was practicing. And so this is how he kind of gets caught up in doing some witchcraft while pastoring. Then he's going to help me. Then from then they did the ritual. They told me that there are things that I must buy. The goat, the, the, the chicken, the fowl and other stuff to, to, to make the covenant. And that is where they took me into the boiling drum. Where Hold on, let me back it up just a little bit for y'all. It was on, on, on fire, filled with water to the boiling point as the... Okay. You can back it up. Now I'm going to back it up. I don't know how I got to this screen. Okay. Am I on full screen? There we go. Okay. Soap is waking. So sometimes when we. There we go. I'm telling you, within two minutes, I started to hear people screaming. Others were falling. In my heart, I said, Yeah, this black soap is waking. So sometimes when we see all these things that are happening in our churches, in the body of Christ, sometimes we think it is the power of God. But I want to tell you, as you are listening to this testimony, that what I went through did not symbolize the power of God. Then from then I saw that it was working. They also gave me some oils to use, you know, the oil that you open and you talk anything that you want. Those were the kind of things that I used before I went to Nigeria. And the time came so that I can travel to Nigeria. I took all my savings because I had to pay for also the, the one who was taking me there because this is the pastor who come from there and uh, he was taking me to the occult. This is more of a family setup of pastors, preachers, prophets from all over the world where they come and that is where they get their powers from. And the following morning we had to go into this village and when we went into that village that is where I was introduced to what they call the Ifa. Now, now Ifa is more of a religion in Nigeria where they worship Ifa as a god. This is a spirit or a demon, I will call it, that they worship there. Now, when we got there, they, we consulted the Ifa priest. They call them the Ifa priest. Now, the Ifa priest did some incantation 
and he was able to predict certain things upon my life and that is why i was convinced and said this man he's going to help me then from then they did the ritual they told me that there are things that i must buy the goat the the, the chicken the fowl and other stuff to 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 make the covenant and that is where they took me into the boiling drum where it was on on, on fire filled with water to the boiling point as the steam was coming coming out i saw the steam I touched the steam from then they took me and they put me inside that boiling drum but suddenly when I touched the water it was cold they closed it and they did some incantation from then they took me into several gods the god of thunder that is the reason why when people every time they 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 talk in the church and they they, they speak about the god of thunder you'll hear the prophet shouting the god of thunder i i i know what they are talking about because this is not the god of heaven now the the god of thunder is the one that when you do your 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 sacrifice on it it is where you are saying that everything that your enemy have sent to you it must go back to than uh, back to sender so that was the kind of of ritual where I, I had to do all those things and say back to sender so every time when you hear such kind of prayers where somebody is shouting and say back to sender ask yourself where in the bible which verse in the Bible, which teachings in the Bible does that kind of doctrine stand on? Because the back to sender are usually practiced by occultic people. That was the God of thunder. Then we went to the God of iron. Now when we went to the God of iron, that is where they, they, they sacrificed a, go, a, a, a dog, a dog. That is the reason when I see these people eating dog and I, in a church, I know that this is what has been sacrificed to the god of iron. They sacrificed the god of iron with a dog and I had to eat dog by that time. I even wrote about it at uh, this part. Now from then we went to the water uh, spirit where it was a river where I had to take some cowries, some seashells that I had to speak to. The other one I had to carry it wherever I go and put it on my shrine back at home. Now traveling back to South Africa, they said the first thing that I need to do before I go to church, I need to go to the river, the stream river around Soshanguve. That is where the church was. So I had to introduce the spirits from Nigeria with the spirits of the place in the stream. So I went to the stream, I spoke and I said, I want these spirits to help me to fill the church. They gave me also the head of a pig that I had to bury inside the church and we buried it. And guess what? Within, within a period of less than a month, less than a month, we saw a lot of people coming into the church because they told me that when the pig starts to rot, the worms that are coming out of the pigs, the worms that will be, it will be the number of people coming to church. You can ask anybody around social movie, they will tell you that on a Sunday morning, it was traffic. lot brother man got a lot going on there whole lot this this is your this is your modern day simon he just wants the power i just want to be able to use the power i don't want a relationship with god going to our
looking at y'all's faces <laughs> it's priceless <laughs> that's a lot yes Qu yes. questions comments concerns no they're like look they're like oh my <laughs> god because the chat was blowing up amber <laughs> I would just say that it's not far-fetched at all because um, my uncle, he did time or not time, but like did work in Africa and Liberia. And um, one of the witch doctors, he saw floating down the street instead of walking. <laughs> so they're heavy, real heavy in that stuff out there. Yeah, there was a young man named Peter uh, that used to come to the church um, and he sat down, he told me about all the stuff. He told me how um, one of the one of his friends tried to sacrifice him so that he could become a big time rapper. They was actually going to kill him and sacrifice him so that he could become so he could blow up and become this great musician, this great rapper. They really believe this stuff. Mm -hmm. Willie, um, before you ask question, I'm gonna answer Amber's on here. The black soap was mm, the first yeah. example. So the black soap, he had went um, to travel to speak for them mm -hmm. and they had given him black soap and said, wash your body with this. And so he washed his head and his body with it. And when he went out to speak, it was packed. Right. And so that got him to believing to do their witchcraft. Right. Because remember, it was all about him wanting a packed church. He wanted... Full. He wanted people wanting to be like him. He wanted to have the power for uh, the people. So yes, Amber, that's what the black that's soap the black and soap and, and Tierra. He uh, he went along with it because he saw that this worked. Yeah. Willie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm shook. So sacrificing. So I've always seen many years throughout on YouTube and I was skeptical of it. So human sacrificing in order to make it just for the power, that's a real thing. Animal sacrifice. Yes, I believe uh, Second Chronicles, uh, let me get the exact. Second Chronicles uh, 33.6 talks about, well, 33 in general, Manasseh. Uh, he passed his children through the fire. Mm -hmm and made those sacrifices. Remember, we covered that in Second Kings in our Bible study? Right, and he practiced magic and sorcery yeah. and all kinds of, so all and that was part of that. Yes. Crap, that's Baal and all, whoa, okay. Well, Worship. Even when they were killing all the kids, yes, remember that? They killed all the uh, unborns of the pregnant women. Yeah. All that. For power. Yes, Pastor TC. So, so yeah, um, this guy, did he lose his member when he came to his senses or did he keep practicing or? Well, yeah, the, the, end, the, end of the end of the story is he took some time off and he repented of that and he stepped away from that. And that's why he's coming out with the story because he wants to let people know that this is what actually was happening. Mm -hmm. um, he, he, you know, he talks about his wife and how he, he, he just knows it's the grace of God that she even stayed with him because she knew what was going on. She got him help. Um, there were times where he became abusive because he didn't want to listen to her because they were making money. They were living in big houses. This thing was working. And she 
she stuck it out with them and she was the only one that was willing to stay in his face and tell him that this is wrong. You've got to repent. You've got to, you, you can't keep doing this. And so that, that, that woman needs a gold star, purple heart, because she stuck it out with him. Cause he, that's only the tip of the iceberg. The rest of that story. And when you guys get the, 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 um, I don't know if they'll be able to access the slide. Yeah, they'll be able to. If you're able to access, you can actually listen to the rest of it. He explains a lot of stuff that you don't know that you don't know are happening. And like he said, pastors from all over the world were coming to do this. So we don't know who. Right. Yeah. That's got a big ministry that might have went. That's the scary part. That's the scary part. Our definitions, and we said we would cover our definitions today. Uh, witchcraft, which is the Strong's 3784. Um, and I know I, I can't, I'm going to butcher that. Kasaf, Kasaf, Kasaf. Yeah, to practice sorcery or sorcerer, use witchcraft um, to spells. whisper a spell, to enchant or practice magic. Or you can also use divination. Yes, Tierra. Oh, I just noticed you don't have the G or the, you know, like, is it a, is that a Greek word or is that a whatever? That is actually that's a Hebrew word. Hebrew word, yes. Yeah, that's a Hebrew so, word. Yes. And the other one is Greek. Then Greek. the other one sounds pagan is Greek. Yes. Yeah, yes. Sorry, my my bad. I'm sorry. But t- but Tier is a linguist. She should be able to figure she it out. She knows. Because <laughs> well, the term I figured, but I was wanted to make sure. <laughs> The term pagan is not used in the Old Testament. Right. God specifically says the name of the of the people. The nations. The nations in the Old Testament. He does not use the term pagan. Pagan is not used or tell the New Testament pagan or heathen, which is anything outside of or Gentile, okay, which is anything non-Israelite or non-covenant. Yeah. Um, and so, how does that apply to Christian? Well, Christians are a part of the, the new covenant. The new covenant. And so anything outside of the new covenant, you know, we don't use that term because it's viewed derogatory, right? Um, but that's what that is. Uh, superstitious is a term um, used. Uh, only once. Only once. And that's in Acts 17, 22. You see the scripture there. And that is uh, very fearful of God's religious or superstitious and was respectful of what is divine um, in, in that sense. It's kind of like when I was using the terms, uh, step on the crack, you break your mother's back. You're fearfully, overly cautious, overly thinking, oh, I got to do this. Where's the salt? Where's this? You know, so that is equated to the same thing. And you're driven by a confused concept of God. It's not God, but you're afraid because you want God to do things for you. And so you're going to play nice with God so that you can get what you want or pray, play nice with the spirits or universe, whatever they, they think about so that they can get what they want. Right. Um, and so then the omen or the augury is a uh, Hebrew It's Hebrew. And the definition is to practice divination or observe signs or for the future observing signs. So uh, when we first started off with the Troy and he was talking about bird signs, mm-hmm. um, that was a type of divination, but it's also omen. 
because he said, I saw this many birds today, right? And so this what this means. And so a lot of times in witchcraft, they'll read omens to give you what something is is meaning, okay? And, and you got to be careful even as a Christian when you are reading things, right? Oh, well, that means this. Right. Oh, well, if your leg hurts this way, then that means, you know, God is getting ready to do this. Or uh, if somebody right. says this number, What's oh, well, you know, yeah. I uh, dreamt a fish kind of thing. That you got to be careful. Pregnant. You got to be careful with that stuff mm -hmm. because you might be practicing divination. Yeah. Um, then you have conjurer, right? Which is an enchanter, um, observer of time, soothsayer, sorcerer, right? Uh, and you kind of see the breakdown of that. And that is uh, uh, Hebrew as well. Okay. And we kind of show you guys what a modern day entertainment looks like. We're going to play this for you. Yes, we are. You are witches. Timor, choose 42 day to a family. You are the charmed ones. The most powerful trio of witches. Charmed. New series, Sunday, October 14th on The CW. Yes, yes, and you notice they're talking about what? Powerful. You are the most powerful. In that particular commercial example, you see what is deemed according to the Bible as magic magicians um, that they are actually practicing. In the backdrop, you can kind of see um, what some signs and different things with, with the witchcraft are in regards that we try to downtone it so it's not too harsh. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, so these are some terms for magic. Um, for sake of time, we're not going to go over all of them because you guys are going to get these slides, so you'll be able to look at them. Mm -hmm. But the first one is Egyptian. It's primary Egyptian. Um, the third one is Persian. Um, believe it or not, uh, the Magi that visited Jesus were magicians. Were magicians. They were Astrologer, astrologers, they were magicians, they were sign readers. Mm -hmm. Yes, they actually were. <laughs> the second one is Greek. Is Greek, sorry. And it's our term for, uh, of course, uh, pharma, pharmacos, pharmacos, pharmacia, pharmacia. Pharmacia. So it's talking about drugs and, and, and things like that. And um, I wish we had more time to get into that because it's about pharmaceuticals. Um, it's about... Um, taking potions or um, so a lot of people, you know, with opiates and things like that, they use them to control people and get people to do what they wanted. Um, and there's a ton of scripture uh, on that, that we, we could send to you uh, just for sake of time. We're not going to go all the way into that. Yes, Amber. Uh, Amber. I was just going to say fun fact is um, in Egypt, um, one of the, historian said I think he said about like 80% of just your average Egyptian was high all the time and that's yeah. because of the practice of the um yeah the divination and things like that and it's I'm like wow that's our society today 
That's our society. Today. Well, you and you know, as we were <laughs> studying this, right. Amber, we actually came across something new uh, as well with in regards to finding out the name. I know in Prince of Egypt, they said Hotep, Homin, but actually in the New Testament, it's mentioned the name of the magicians who uh, tried to come against Moses. Janus and Jambrius. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, Timothy, I believe it is. And I wrote it down. Chapter 2 Timothy so it, 3. Yeah, 2 Timothy 3, 8 is where you can find the names. And it actually says that they, they tried to come against Moses. Okay. Is this? Yes. We said it? Yep. The first epistle of Paul the Apostle to Timothy. There we go. Seven five. Okay, we're good. Back it up a little bit. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, Um, the first that is, epistle of Paul the Apostle to Timothy. That is one of the scriptures in which it's talking about will come about in the, the end days. Um, that Paul is saying to Timothy, given over to uh, their own practices. And so I guess we're kind of saying that, that it's not going to stop. And so we definitely need to be on guard and we definitely need to be taught the difference so that we're aware. Um, in that, we come in with a couple of different passages about what the Bible actually is saying about um, witchcraft and sorcery. The first two are what the prophet said as far as how God will judge those that actually practice witchcraft. And you kind of see up there, uh, uh, and I will come near you for, you, for judgment against sorcerers. Right, mm -hmm. I just kind of I can't see what that. You got that. Hold on. Okay, and I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against idolaters, and he lists. He has a whole list in Malachi three five of who he's going to swiftly come against. In Micah five uh, eleven through thirteen, I will cut off the cities of your land and throw down all your strongholds. I will cut off sorceries from your hand and you shall have no soothsayers. Your carved images I will also cut off and your sacred pillars from your midst, you shall no more worship the work of your hands. Um, and in Leviticus, uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah down here, 318 says, in that day, the Lord will take away the finery, the jingling anklets, the scarves and the crescents the pendants, the bracelets and the veils, the headdresses, the leg ornaments and the headbands, the perfume boxes, the charms and the rings, the nose jewels, the festival apparel and the mounters, mantles, the outer garments, the purses and the mirrors, the fine linen, the turbans and the robes, which is dealing with witchcraft in which they wear and they use in witchcraft. And then in Leviticus, he says, you shall not eat anything with blood nor shall you practice divination or soothsaying, 
You shall not shave around the sides of your head, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. Do not prostitute your daughter to cause her to be a harlot, lest the land fall into harlotry and the land become full of wickedness. What's being said there, uh, one is talking about Egypt, meaning don't tattoo your body, don't be like them, and that's the one in Leviticus. But here we also see Isaiah is talking about the land they went into where people wore the jewelries and the different things like that. Um, you got to keep in mind, remember the Persians are around at that time. They haven't conquered. The Babylonians are around at that time. And so they're encountering these people who make themselves up to look like this. So what we're going to show you now is kind of a uh, television article on what it looks like now. And this is real. This is real, y'all. Growing numbers of African-American women in Maryland and across the nation are leaving traditional church worship. All of them are in search of something else, a spiritual belief that connects them to their ancestors and where they can feel more empowered to control their own well-being. They have found it in ancient forms of spiritual contact. Some call it witchcraft, a term they accept and embrace. For most of us, this is how we worship a tradition that predates us all. This too is an ancient art of worshiping, not to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but to spirits and deities that span the oceans and date back to pre-slavery days in Africa. Are you in fact witches? I'm whatever the situation calls for. So if you come to me with pleasantries, you being respectful, you'll get Glinda, the good witch of the suburbs. But if you come at me with negativity and meanness and disrespect, then you'll get Eveline, your worst nightmare. They have many names and titles and ranks within their belief system. They are college-educated professional women who've chosen to believe that theirs is a truer example of worship that is inclusive of the genders. It connects them, they say, to their ancestors and fills a need not found in traditional worship, though most of them grew up in the church. I was raised Christian, all Christians in my family. Um, in fact, my grandfather was a preacher in the South. I also grew up Christian. I grew up Anglican in the Episcopal Church. The older I got, the more disconnect I felt. I was raised Baptist. My father is a deacon, my mom a deaconess. I was in church all the time. These women are part of a sect, Ile Ola Afefe Osa Meiji, spiritual temple. They worship and offer prayers to Oshun, a predominant deity. She's the deity or the Arisha of um, aesthetics, beauty, sex, sensuality. They are growing numbers of African-American women who have chosen for themselves a new life, leaving the church in search of more meaning in their lives. And yes, it can be called witchcraft. At a recent convention in Baltimore, more than 200 witches gathered, a sisterhood, but their spells are for good, not for evil. In this ritual, the women are preparing an offering to Ashun on behalf of a woman in California who's looking for a mate. The omelet-type dish is sweetened with honey, believed to be a favorite of Ashun. Prayers are said over the offering and for the woman in need. A portion is offered to Eshu, the male counterpart of Oshun, and placed in a secret place beneath the stairs of this Odenden home. Using shells, they ask the spirit if she is pleased. 
Four shells are tossed to the floor, two land up, two land down. Balance. The gift is accepted. She accepts it. Yes, Tierra. <laughs> okay, so this is what I'm talking about. Like, because like, um, like part of the reason, right, that that I asked the question earlier, right? About, you know, what are we considering pagan and why did it seem like it was indigenous groups that were mostly targeted as pagan? That's why I asked the question, because like things like this, like the God that they're worshiping Oshun is a European God, right? An African God, right? Like in the sense that like, so for a lot of them, they probably got like it, part of going to this is a direct response to like the whiteness and like the colonial mentality of Christianity. And like, we know biblically God doesn't necessarily demand that we be white or colonial in nature, but like it's been interpreted that way historically. And a lot of people feel condemned as a result of that. And so I feel like that's part of the reason I asked that question earlier is because I feel like, like part of people going into this kind of search for other gods and other things and other ways of spirituality is because not necessarily that they're resisting God, but they're resisting the way that people, specifically the church, has presented God. And so it, it breaks my heart because like, you know, they didn't necessarily hate God, but then they get into this place and they can't really get out of it because once you get caught up in it, it's so, it, it, it kind of, it's so magical and enlightening that they just keep going down the rabbit hole. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I don't really have like a cohesive point to make, but that's just kind of the thoughts that were going through my head. I'll, I'll just say this. If I was the devil, that's a perfect plan. That's a perfect strategy. I said this to somebody years ago that if I, if I can create a, a situation where generations of black people are gonna turn away from God, then I did my job. Right, but I feel like part of it is, that's why I feel like it is the responsibility of us as Christians now in the church to acknowledge the harm that has been done using the Bible and using Christianity. And, Nobody's to, arguing. and to reach these people with that in mind instead of just being like oh it's witchcraft you're going to hell you know and i'm not saying that anyone in here is doing that but there are a lot of people out there who are so i just think that like yeah but if you don't know that this is happening then you don't know that you need to address it you don't know that you need to reach out to these people because what you just saw isaiah 318 through 23 is exactly what you just saw I mean, everything that they have on is in this verse. And I don't think I've ever seen a verse that accurate to what I see in the world. I mean, I've seen a lot of verses accurate, but this, I couldn't believe this when I saw this. Amber. Yeah, um, hold on. I was just gonna say, Tiara, everything you said is like, is, is spot on because my time at Metro, I worked there in a spiritual group, but um, I won't go into all of that. So it was my job 
so you guys know my background and growing up in the shamanism and all that, witchcraft, whatever, breaking from against no God and then come back to college and be like enticed kind of back into it, even though I would go to church on Sundays, Bible study on Wednesdays. It's so deceptive. And um, yeah, it would it was a hard place to be in because all of the classes, you know, professors are so against Christianity. And then here I have my coworkers and friends, colleagues, everybody, um, you know, with that mindset of everything you just described. So it was really hard trying to break away and know the difference between culture and then the religious practices. And I had to come to find out, stop Elena. I came to find out that I had to completely break from it all. Like there was no in between. I had to stop wearing my indigenous clothing and all of that. Mm -hmm. um it is 8 30. we're gonna get but <laughs> if y'all give us 10 minutes 10 minutes we'll be done okay just give us 10 minutes um tc and then i know willie or if you guys can put them in the chat can you put it in the chat i could hold mine to it's really was more of a comment so i actually go yeah, I'll go ahead and get those, get the teaching. Okay, so 1 Samuel 15, 23, right? For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. This was spoken to uh, Saul from Samuel, right? But this is what God was saying. And notice it is for rebellion is as sin, okay? Of witchcraft. Of witchcraft. What does that mean? That means, and you kind of heard it in the lady's testimony in the in, in the previous thing, is that they were in church, but I went to church all the time and I just didn't want to stick to it. I didn't want to. So that rebellion is key, especially when it comes to witchcraft. Because again, uh, what is witchcraft and sorcery about? It's about power, right? Power is pride, right? What is pride? Pride is rebellion from God. And I think Tierra's comment makes 100% sense because if I want to retake my power, my power back, yes. right? And I feel like the expression of worship doesn't fit me expressing myself, then I'm going to rebel against it. Yes. I'm going to move away from it, you know? And so it makes it makes 100% sense. And like I said, if I'm the devil, then I did my job pretty good. Mm -hmm. And we as believers are going to have to reach those people. And we're going to have to reach them knowing that this is the work of the enemy. He wants them to rebel and move away. Mm -hmm. So this last clip. Oh, yes. We wanted you to get to this clip because so this is kind of the bow on everything that we've been talking about. Notice the term she is using. Yes. Notice the term she is using, okay. There we go. This is inspirational service. And the first thing that I want to say, a few things that I want to say. First of all, uh, I'm Reverend Valerie Love, and they call me Kaisi. And tomorrow, this morning's inspiration service is not for you to believe anything. 
That's not why we do inspiration. We do inspiration so that we can live from an inspired place within. We're not here to get people to believe. We're not here for believers. We're not here for converts. Christian witches is not a religion as far as I'm concerned, even though others may feel differently and that we honor and respect how everyone conducts their own personal walk with their soul. So I just want to let you know that this is an inspirational service. It's open to everyone, all faith walks, all colors, all creeds, all persuasions, all ages. This is open to everyone, okay? Everyone. <laughs> this is open to everyone. If you simply are looking for some inspiration, because that's what this is about. This is about inspiration for your soul's journey, inspiration. This morning, there's something that I'm going to share with us from... The Christian witches, uh, how to be a Christian witch. Now, I want to say something about the title of this book is extreme to me. Notice that the title does not say how to become a Christian witch, because I don't think anyone can become a Christian witch. You're, you, you're a witch or you're not a witch. You already know that you're a witch, and it's already deep inside. Witch, wizard, warlock, magical being. You don't become a magical being as far as I'm concerned. And in my experience, in my own walk, you don't become a magical being. You are a magical being. You were already born a magical being. If you were here, you're a magical being. Let's just assume. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I want a couple of things I want to point out. Her title. She's a reverend. She used terms like walk, my walk, um, inspirational service. This is Sunday inspirational service. Oh, she had a gentleman on before. Who said, I can't wait. I can't wait word. for the word to come. I can't forth. wait for the word to come forth. <laughs> this is our parting question for everybody. Why would somebody identify as a Christian witch? After all that we see about what the Bible says about witches and witchcraft, why would somebody identify as a Christian witch? Tierra. <laughs> I know because I have a friend who does identify this way um and we had a long talk about it but part of it is that um she had said that she believes everything in the bible is true right and that there is god who is a higher power and there is evil which is the devil or whatever and you know that everything that happened in the bible is a true account um and will continue to be a true account but that she believes that the representation of God that we teach is not necessarily how he is. And that God is actually a universal energy. Um, and that um, this energy can be acquired, it found everywhere. It's in us, it's in life, it's in everything. And so she said that she chooses to refer to herself as a Christian but she has practices that um, are like, would also be considered by others as witchcraft because she um, like technically her belief falls under that umbrella of believing who Jesus is and God is, but she still like believes in things like manifesting um, based on the scriptures or, um, you know, um, that prayers are not just a way of communicating with God, but also like manifesting things about other people or for other people, almost like an enchantment and things like that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to that, like she acknowledges 
who what the Bible says, but also like um, has her own kind of uh, pantheistic approach to interpretation of who God is and like um, uses that to empower herself and empower others as well. Cause she also sees auras and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's because she's got new age thoughts. New age there. thoughts are in there. She, she doesn't yeah. want to leave leave Christianity. She's saying she's practicing witchcraft. So she's she's pen. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. Amber. Um, I was just gonna say, it made me think about how there are the, um, what's it called, the spiritual or not spiritual, religious, um, spirits in the church as well, where they just you know. They they want they fall out in church and they want the attention and all of that. So it just made me think of a religious spirit, how that exists. But that, but that's kind of counter counter was contra count counter because to religion is 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 uh practicing it, right? It is in in return in regards to other practices they do this is so let's talk about uh last week when we were talking about yoga for hours and hours they sit in these positions and they practice this and they chant and, and all of this stuff that's their religion okay that's their belief um for us and we know that in james he talks about what is true religion for us and so it's not the term religion these people are not wanting to adhere to uh the boundaries and organization that whatever they are practicing, okay, uh, to abide by. So they wanna create their own practice and have a way of escape, escape. Notice I use that term right. to do what it is they wanna do when they wanna do it. Right, right. Uh, Prophet Adam, and then come back to Amber. So I just, real quick, you know, years ago, like I got two two thoughts and I'll share them real fast, as fast as I can, Lord knows. I can talk first, right so <laughs> so y'all get comfortable no i'm kidding no I'm, I'm totally kidding but two schools of thought i had here is that you know years ago I, I i worked at a haunted house and this is when i was still running from god i worked at a haunted house and there was a lady there she she considered herself a pagan and she considered herself a very powerful pagan in that religion now she called herself the pagan religion and i asked her one day i said do you know what you're doing is not a religion and boy let me tell you if you're not prepared <laughs> if you are not spiritually ready do not question these people any of them because they will make you look dumb feel dumb and make you bow down to their pagan god if you're not careful but so she told me but you know what what was awesome about her is that she knew she said there's something inside of you you should not be asking me these questions. She says, I know. She goes, I'm looking in you. And keep in mind, I'm getting drunk and high at the time. Okay. I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm living my life, right? My way. How many here have said my way? You know what I mean? So as she looked at you, she said, there is something in you. She said that I would never, ever tempt you. And I go, tempt me. And she goes, I would never, ever put a spell on you. I would never. She goes, because your God is stronger than mine and i said but if you believe that then why do you live the way you do she goes because my belief is different than yours i believe in the bible just like uh tiara said i believe in the bible i believe everything it says she goes i believe the man was a powerful man while he was here on earth but he ain't here no more and i said right he ain't here but he's with us in the spirit she goes ain't no spiritual about it 
it's either you here or you ain't here. And I said, well, well, the God you're praying to, he ain't here no more. She goes, I don't pray to a God. I pray to many gods. And I mean, I'm telling you, man, they believe this now. Okay. And here's what she told me. This is why I wanted to share this with y'all. She told me, if somebody comes up to me and tells me, I will give you $15,000 to curse my nephew with clumsiness. She says, I'm going to take that $15,000. I'm going to go up to the, the nephew and I'm going to tell him I am a pagan of the highest religion. I'm the highest level. And I have now cursing you with clumsy, a spirit of clumsiness. She said, and then I'm going to walk away. I may, I may throw a chant in there. I may throw a, a hubra or a habra or something. She goes, but that's all it is. And you know what? She says, when I walk away, I know it's going to work because it's a power of suggestion. I did not do anything to curse this boy, but because I spoke it into his subconscious, his subconscious was not spiritual. This is why Romans says in 12 2, he says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. He said, because I spoke it into his mind and his mind accepted it and welcomed it in. And guess what? For the next six months, this boy dropped every plate that came in his hand. Why? Because I suggested it. There's no, she knew. She goes, there was, there's no greater power than, than, the, than, the, than, than the power of, 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 of the living God. She goes, but if I can make me some money and do what I'm doing and believe, because she was a tarot card reader. She read your hands. She even told me, she goes, I will not read your cards. I go, why? I said, let's do it for fun. She goes, I won't go near you, sir. And I go, why? She goes, there's something in you. I will not go near you. And I said, well, then that's fine. And I said, I mean, you know, then do you, you know, it was, but it was kind of funny because she would not, because she saw the power of God. That was a calling that I had even back then, obviously we call from the beginning to, 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 to listen to this. So what I want to tell everybody, and I love this teaching. It's so amazing. And if you could please send me the whole recording, that would be amazing. But what I want to share with everybody is that, you know what? We need to be ready in and out of season, no matter what. And we need to transform our thinking every day that's why Romans says in 12 Romans 12 and 2 he says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind because you know what if somebody comes up to you and you're not spiritually sound already and they say I'm cursing you I'm a pagan from the highest religion what are you going to say to them mm. what are you going to do to them do you see what I'm saying so that's why I love this teaching about divination because this is real y'all this ain't a joke this ain't a game uh, you know and I, I I shouldn't use the word aim because it ain't proper English but I said this is not a joke this is not a game you feel what I'm saying so I love the fact that y'all are teaching this and the next one you do please you better make sure that I get this the, the invite for it because this is this is real and you know what's and you know what's funny about it, Apostle and Prophetess Tyler, is that I just got done preaching about deliverance because all these folk think they just, because they listen to a couple of preachings from Prophet Adam and Pastor Adam, whatever all y'all want to call me, that I could go and perform a deliverance. But I looked at them and I said, if you performing a deliverance, what demon came out when you was praying for him? Oh, well, there were several. Okay, what were their names? Well, I mean, there was like probably, probably three or four. Give me one name. You can't give me one name because you don't know because you weren't ready. And when that demon came out, did it go into you? Because I'm seeing you different now than I did yesterday. So you got to be careful. That's why this teaching is big. Y'all got to take note. Y'all got to put this, not just take, let me, let me, let me just say it like this and I'll shut up. I promise I will. Listen, <laughs> what they're saying, y'all taking notes. Don't take notes, apply the notes. <laughs> I could take notes all day long, give you five notebooks full of notes, but you know what? If I ain't applied anything to them notes to my life, what good is it doing? All it did is give me writer's cramp and make my pen run out of ink. But if I'm listening to the words 
and I'm writing these things down and I'm making them applicable to my life in everyday life, that's when you're going to start to see spiritual change. And with your spiritual change, you see your physical change. You will begin to look at yourself in the mirror differently than you did yesterday. That's what the God is that we serve. That's who he is. The living God. Like she told me, there's a living God inside of you. I can't go near her. Yeah. So with that, Prophet Adam, woo, we're going <laughs> to have Amen. Close out, we're going to have you. And then if you have any extra questions, uh, you can bring them after. We'll stick around. Yeah, we'll hang out for uh, a little bit. TC, I got a comment for you about something as far as uh, witchcraft and games. Um, so stick hmm. around for that. Mm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Prophet Adam, will you pray us out? <laughs> Amen. Father God, we just come before you, divine presence. So we thank you, first of all, for blessing us with another beautiful day of life, Father God. We thank you for putting breath in our lungs, Lord God. We thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke of the enemy, Father. We thank you for this mighty man and woman of God, that you would give them the wisdom, the knowledge, and the power, and that they would not keep it to themselves, but they would share it with us, Father God. I pray that you would continue to open up our hearts, open up our minds, Father God, for your word says that you have no, your, your, your will is to bless us. So let us open our hearts so that we can receive that blessing that we could receive that blessing, Father God, that we would not block even an ounce of the blessing that you're trying to pour into each and every one of our lives, Father God. Let it be applied to each and everything that we do, Father God, everywhere we go, that we would even look in the mirror and begin to see the change and the transformation in our own spirit. How can we expect to lead others if we can't lead ourselves? So teach us, Father God, how to lead ourselves first, Father. Let the anointing saturate and continue to work through us, in us, and for us, Father God, in the name of Jesus. As we dismiss from this place, but never from your presence. Let your anointing go with each and every one of them. Touch them now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Let your Holy Spirit run rampant in their hearts, in their lives, in their children's lives, in their grandchildren's lives, in the seven generations from today, Father God. Let your anointing still begin to ring inside of their hearts, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, and we bless them all in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So if you have to go, you can go. If you want, if you have questions, uh, stick around. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Um.